0: welcome everyone I'm joined today if you guys haven't already figured out by Robo Murray what's
1: up everybody Robin. oh you, you're going beer I didn't I didn't get beer so I might drink like let's reiterate.
0: That it's in the title, damn it.
1: I know, but it's right. like, us uh, it's Sunday and I was lazy. You know, things happen. Things, things happen. Uh, I hear that. Like beer stores, like beer stores close. Like, well, I guess you just buy like convenience stores and shit. Right?
0: It depends. in In some states, like in Oklahoma, Am I like for the show by the way. <laughs> uh, I think I think they close on Sunday in Colorado. They don't.
1: Oh, okay, like, and so do you have like specific liquor or beer stores, or is it like? You get to be, like, uh, yes,
0: in Colorado, there's a weird thing that, like, from grocery stores, okay. you can only get 3.2% beer. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's the max, so, like, at Walmart or any grocery store. But at a dedicated liquor store, you can get whatever.
1: Okay. okay, so, like, how it works, you know, it's like it's like your system, like, how it changes state to state. It's, like, problems, problems up here, right? Mm-hmm. And they make all their own, like, wild west and shit. So, like, here, uh, we've got, like, a specific liquor store, like, literally, like, a liquor store, and then uh, a beer store. And then we were allowed to sell wine in liquor stores and grocery stores, and now I guess they just allowed wine stores to be on their own thing, too. So it's like... So they have to be separate? You can't have oh. a liquor store with all the liquor? No, that's the weird thing. Well, so yeah, the liquor store always has all the liquor, right? So a beer store won't have any liquor, but you go to a liquor store and they'll have beer. You know what I mean? It doesn't make much sense. It's a bunch... Basically, it's a bunch of just like, you know, state hands in the liquor trade. So like, oh, where do we make more money sort of thing on taxes for like liquor and beer and whatever, so... Anyways, it closes early today, so I didn't get beer. That's the long story short. The Jeez, more God. you know. Yeah, thanks, man. You're draw me in
0: <laughs> But whatever. Well, all right. Um, no word from Lucas, so we can only assume that he's dead in the ditch somewhere and we'll just have to carry on without him. That's what he that, that is a very
1: valid conclusion to jump. You know, He's not <laughs> answering a text message. He, he's dead.
0: I know, I hit him up on all three social media pages, or two Instagram pages. <laughs> Jeez. No he's joke.
1: He's ducking you. Yeah. I'm just going to start a rumor that he's ducking he yeah. now you. Now he got beef. <laughs> Mo Guns has beef with T-Rex arms.
0: Beef with T-Rex arms. All oh, the internet yeah. would love that. Uh, so, Robo, would you like to tell the internet a little bit about what we did last weekend in Place, New Mexico?
1: Yeah, okay. Um, so... I guess uh, if you guys didn't know, Derek plays a, a weird game called airsoft, I just sort of tag along with them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, we played, always my play. shadow. <laughs> Dude, I'm just trying to like trying to escape from underneath it. Now. One day I'll be my own man, you know. And like you're like what half my age? What how old are you now? Twelve? <laughs> Almost fourteen. Oh yeah, like, damn, man, I feel like I'm sixty now. Uh, yeah, so we, we do, we play Milsim, which is for the lack of a better word, you know, it's an application of Airsoft and I, I really want to make a point that it's an application of it, right? So, I mean, Airsoft is this wide sweeping word uh, that really denotes a, a technology, uh, Milsim is maybe an application of that technology, right? So it's military simulation for anybody who couldn't figure that out on their own court, um, And it, it basically mimics… Uh, closely, or closely enough, at least, look—you know—the exciting parts of military life, which is generally the combat or light, uh, light—you know—administrational duties that go along with that sort of stuff. I mean, no one's mopping in the rain or that, but I mean, uh, obviously, there's there's some—you know—former fashion of—you know—organizational uh, structure, uh, command structure, things like that. So, uh, we were in Plias, New Mexico, doing that. It in the, middle of the high deserts um, at the Plias Research and Training Center. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, an old, as you know, there's an old uh, mining town that kind of dried up. At some previous uh, destined time, they turned it into a counter-terrorist uh, training facility for, I guess, uh, you know, high-risk agencies, and uh, I guess two-level. Units. So they've got like, you know, an entire desert suburb to work with. Um, but then they've got you know, reproduction sort of like Afghan villages and stuff like that to, to work with. And I think I heard the, the crazy. Verify this from not there because I, I, I might have heard it from. I guess they've got a part of the thing that they built for Batman versus Superman or something like that. Like all yeah, over. on a
0: different part of the property, they have like a little village that they built for Batman vs. Superman that was supposed to be in like North Africa.
1: Oh, cool. Sweet. It's a good thing that movie like, turned out really well then.
0: I know. I didn't see it. I wanted to.
1: It sounded cool. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't, you know, Again, I just heard rumors. I didn't see it right. So, so that's what we're doing. That's, uh, that's how I met Derek, actually. Hi, Derek. Yeah. Through the, through the BB Wars. Through the BB Wars, man. yeah, you know, we can worry stuff.
0: Absolutely. And the uh, American, when people hear BB Wars, or especially the term Milsim, they usually have a very different image that comes up in their head versus what happens at the average American Milsim event, especially at Plias.
1: Yeah, I, I, would, I would completely agree with that. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's similar. One way I can really kind of uh, compare it is that it's very similar to, uh, to sort of, like, the joke portions, uh, you know, I h- heavy quotations or the joke or, you know, dank memes portion of the firearms community. You know what I mean? Like, uh, dude with, like, cheeseburgers in his, in his, in his plate carrier or, or whatever, right? Like, I mean, I think when most people go, oh, I'm going to a Milson and someone really hasn't seen that firsthand, in their head, the image they see is, like, all the... the cheeseburger. Exactly. Or all the, all the, the meme, sort of, stereotypic you know, young, weevish air who's just thrown together like a mess kind of kind of kind of picture, yeah. right? And that's that's just so far from what it actually is. And it's and that's not to say that it's also this grandiose like extreme opposite of that too. It's not like again, I really mean that we're not sitting there like in PT shorts doing PT until we go to chow at lunch and, and then you know, shine our the rearrange our storage lockers and shit. Like I mean it's not to that end either. You know what I mean, I, I, there's probably that out there somewhere. just not what we do, right? So that—that's the next West Mel- Westop. You're right. Like, there's no combat whatsoever. It's just all just like <laughs> and it's just shit. all the other BS that no one, yeah,
0: no one sees on the brochure. The
1: yeah, you're not even like we're not even in a combat zone. We're like stationed stateside, really comfortable. Like all the bullshit goes fast. Stay right? off like, the grass. Yeah. We're 17 times today, and then you go clean your boots. You know, like that sort of. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, right? but, yeah so i mean it's i do i agree with you that i think that's the biggest misconception and that's not even fault. i mean it's just because you know so many people have that picture right they have that picture from the internet of that loser person with the airsoft gun or you know or oh he's a civilian shooter well better hide that mountain Dew, you know the like
0: internet the internet stereotypes anything absolutely everything well and it's and it's
1: ease of access right like so you know what, I hate to say it, across the, the, the grand scope of the human experience, okay, most people are going to be awkward members of any one sort of uh, yep. social group. It's just by by probability, right? So, like, you're going to see more of that on the internet because the internet brings that right to your face. And there's just so much. There's a reason why there's, like, fail compilations, okay? Because we as humans mm-hmm. are so damn good at doing that, just falling on our fists, right? Like, so I get it. I get where that comes from. But it's just not what it is. Like, I mean, literally, there's current serving, like, military and law enforcement. These things. There's former, like, combat vets. Man, at Copperhead, I met a dude who's a contractor in Iraq, and he was at the event. It was his first meal sim ever. He's only been playing for six months, and he took 45 days of leave to come play it. Like, that how is awesome is that? Right? He's like, dude, I'm going to do my job for fun when I'm not at my job. Like, I mean, he's like, what? That's awesome, man. Like, it was such a cool dude to talk to, right? So it's that's why you know, and we've had this conversation in, in private before, and that's, like, that's why I think it's important people kind of like break through that like sort of stereotype. You're absolutely yeah. right. You are making a correct judgment. That exists too. The weirdos are out there. Okay. Yep. I'm not trying to I'm trying to blow smoke up anyone's ass or, or whatever, uh, but that's not what generally, and it's not just because you know I want to be like we're we're involved, so I don't want to make it sound bad, but it is. That's the Milson side of things is very much not what the, the stereotype maybe yeah, it leads to say.
0: It be, it be what yeah. uh, consider at a higher level of that. And that's what uh, the last podcast we talked about Lucas, that's why he was interested in Copperhead is because he has, he sees that stuff all the time. But when he saw Copperhead and he's been to an AMS uh, event before and he sees that it's, it's different.
1: Well, I and mean- it's, yeah, and you know what? And you know uh, a little bit of more background for anybody for, you know with us already and that is that's the first time I ever met Lucas. So Lucas's first time ever at a Milsom event was actually my first time ever at an United States event, spade of giant three. Uh, you know, I I hadn't even met him yet. I just I had already been following what he was doing and things like that. So, you know, obviously I was like, Holy crap you're Lucas, you can like you know, shoot people with like laser light speed like and like whatever, right? So yeah, I was a little starstruck. Um, you know, AMS stuck him in my squad. I mean, you know, AMS knew how I rolled, my how I sort of applied myself in in the the idea of milsim or using airsoft as a training device. So they were like, okay, Lucas needs to be with you. Like, if anybody's going to show him at least what he would be into it for, it's going to be you, right? So he ran with us all weekend. It was phenomenal. I think he had a really great time. Uh, it was good. it was awesome to see Lucas actually in a combat scenario. Uh, the stuff like you know, obviously, you see a lot of his stuff through through IG or whatever through YouTube. It's like, uh, it's all like you know, really dynamic range stuff, but it's not maybe force and force, right? So, yeah, you in that scenario to see how what he shows online transitions into that, that scenario and be like, okay, okay. I don't really have a doubt, like, you can shoot fast while getting shot at too. Like, that's thumbs up, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. not that I'm an expert, right? um, so it's like, not the
0: internet,
1: we're all experts. <laughs> I wish. I wish that was the actual, like, I mean, I wish it, like, oh, I bought a computer. And then magically, that this doctorate of internet, like, just appears, like, on your wall. It's official. Now, oh, I got a keyboard on the Bruce Lee of internet comments. Like, <laughs> me, like, water. Loser. <laughs> loser. <laughs> I'm an internet bully now. No, I mean, like, I do, I do. I think at certain levels, okay, at certain levels of the application of airsoft. Uh, Again, I'm going to repeat, it's sort of in those terms a lot because I want to drive that into people's heads that it's a very specific application. It has its validity in both an entertainment sort of medium, uh, but an entertainment medium that also has this very rigid foundation that allows you to actually build fundamental skills into that enjoyment, right? Like so, uh, you know, it's not just reading through a calculus book because that sucks, you know what I mean? It's, it's, It's playing maybe a video game that has calculus built into it. You know what I mean? So it's 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 an easy way to get repetitions in uh, or build on fundamentals. You maybe you don't get to practice all the time in certain venues or certain applications or you don't have time to uh, while still being an enjoyable thing that lets you blow off steam. I mean, again, we talked about, like, our you know, have, like, it, our vet friends. At the
0: end of the day, it's a tool, and it's it depends clean. entirely how you use it. You can yep. use it very seriously to build very real fundamentals, or you can have fun and go shoot your uh, friends in the face with it.
1: Well, and that's totally it, man. Like, uh... You know, and you get that broad spectrum of how people look at it. I mean, they look at it like, oh, Airsoft's just a toy. Well, I can see how, you know, in one perspective it is. A 12-year-old kid in his backyard uh, shooting his friends unsafely uh, with this thing that shoots plastic projectiles. Yeah, he's, you know, using one, prematurely. but two, as a toy. There's no seriousness to it, right? Like, I mean, out there exists toy knives. (laughs) There also exists real knives, and they're both used in different applications, right? Like, yeah. Uh, well, they for soft, I mean, because it's a toy, you know, that replicates the one-to-one, the real device. It's what how you, you view that that tool up here that, that creates its usefulness, right? So I'm not saying that and you wouldn't view that it replaces any other training tool in Firearm. It's just another one. It's another thing that is out there to, to to be able to be used to maybe you know supplement what you're already doing. Right. So it's it, they're absolutely right. Whoever says it's a toy. Correct, that's how you view it. Uh, to somebody who uses a training device, well, that's how you use that too, right? Like, so it just depends. There are are no
0: wrong answers. What's that, sorry? There's not really any wrong
1: answers, it's entirely Mm -hmm. open ended how you you apply it completely. And that's largely life, right? (laughs) Like, there's people who buy a firearm and then it goes in a safe forever, right? They don't clean Mm -hmm. it, they don't train with it, but they might even in their head be like, oh. I'm a firearms owner, and therefore, because I own one, I am a firearms operator <laughs> or whatever, right? But everybody yeah. watching with any sort of proficiency in firearms goes, no, it's a perishable skill if you don't practice, it. You might as well just not own it. I mean, you're just as dangerous as not having one to defend yourself, right? So it's, yep. it's it, yep. but then on the converse, there's those dudes that go out and shoot every weekend because they, they feel there's a responsibility as a firearms owner. Well it's. Same tool in both cases, right? It's, it's the perspective of the owner or the operator that changes in those cases. Exact same thing there, so. Cheers. Oh, yeah, cheers. Uh, so yeah, this is my Tim. Horton So I'm gonna finish this Tim Hortons coffee, and then I might get into some whiskey. But I, it just caught me being Canadian. <laughs> <So happy. laughs>
0: I like that. We don't have any of the uh, Letslingers whiskey here in Colorado yet. So I, when uh, when Dude, I- I brought it by the house, we got to try it. I liked it.
1: Yeah, I don't think we have it in Canada yet either. To be honest, uh, yeah, Corey, you know Corey from Guns, uh, so Guardian Tees, mm-hmm. Uh awesome dude, law enforcement guy, he's an ass kicker. Um, uh, he, he gave me a bottle of it, and I was, he was, I, was, I was like, I don't really even drink much, but I'll I'll go get really drunk on this, you know. I <laughs> so I've got let's up. The, the let's Lings will sneak up on you. Oh man, like you know, I, I like my whiskey from time to time. It's just this might take me like a while to finish. Or I'll become an alcoholic, and then it won't take me very long. I don't know. We'll just have to see what that adventure takes. Well, either either way, you'll finish it quickly. Yeah, right? So, so I think I'll, I'll maybe on, have a, a couple of those in a minute here. Yeah.
0: On an, on an unrelated note, from outside of just the, the guns themselves, the airsoft guns, when I see or when I go to these AMS events, the kit that I see from guys is usually – or squared away than when I go to real steel classes, because most real steel guys like they'll have kit. A lot of guys will have a vest or a belt, but they'll very rarely ever use it. And so they'll go out to a class, and I'm not a huge. Guy, but in the last year, I've probably been to like five or six uh, local classes, and every time there's one or two guys that'll show up that'll be wearing a ton of kit that have obviously used it very little. Mm-hmm. And what I really like about the um, uh, Two's classes from Ronin Tactics is that he goes into kit. Like I've taken other classes from instructors and they're excellent firearms instructors, but they aren't kit guys and I'll ever talk yeah. about it. But Two is, he's a big kit guy. And so part of the class is going over what you have, what works, what don't works. And the best way to find out what works and what doesn't work is doing up downs or basically burpees in your kit. And a lot of guys find out very quickly that they have too much, or it's not secured properly, or it's in the wrong place, or it's loose. A lot of people don't know how to properly weave molly. And for as, as much shit-talking as the real firearms guys, these like 19, 18, 15-year-old kids at male will have their kit squared away what they need and have it be comfortable 100 times more than not all, but most other real steel guys that I see, at least locally. I can only... I can only speak for what I've seen yeah, I mean, personally. Yeah, only got a sample
1: size of, of where you are, right? What you see with your own yeah. eyes. And, you know, I'll, I'll agree. I mean, obviously, just to cover our asses here, I, and I'll, you know, I think we'll cover our asses a couple more times tonight, just because we are talking about airsoft. It's sort of this weird teetery subject for a lot of dudes, right? So, okay, I get it. Whatever. It, The, the white elephant in the room. We're talking about airsoft. I'm going to say some airsoft-related shit. And just, <laughs> just follow me. Follow me. We're going on a magic adventure here, okay? Here's the thing. You know, exceptions aside, Right, exceptions aside, because they're super, super switched-on civilian real steel dudes, or firearms dudes, and there's also dipshits in airsoft. Period. Okay. Oh yeah, it's it's universal. There's right. dipshits
0: everywhere, no matter where well, you. Let's know.
1: talk about the crossover where this really where this gets interesting. Okay. And this is what again. This is where I find it really weird that the firearms community, in a lot of cases, unless you get a guy who's got, you know, who's got a real good head on his shoulders and he's thought this shit through before. Right. Again, two's is a great example of that. Since you mentioned him but you know two two's a group guy right so i mean two's got a brain and he's been through shit and he's he can see the advantages to not having a rigid wall in place on this topic right but yeah. for a lot of guys there is that rigid wall so they fail to see some of the really huge advantageous things that happen so you said you know this 15 16 year old kid showing up to milsim right and mm-hmm. versus maybe a 30 something year old civilian shooter that goes to the range okay for classes or whatever now, unless you're super special and you have a ton of money, put in your head or just think in your head, what's a reasonable number of classes that that civilian shooter will go to, in which case they're physically doing stuff in full kit, therefore, like you said, doing burpees, which is just really a dynamic exercise to an extreme, to, to expose any, any weird weird things in your kit, right? Well. You know, taking classes, you might be doing stuff with that. So you know, how many times would you have physical experience in that kit to develop a long term sort of idea of what's working, what's not working, right? Versus the number of times maybe a fifteen or sixteen year old kid hits an airsoft field in like in their normal day to day life? Two to three times a month. Okay, so that's that's the airsoft kit? Yeah. How many how many classes for the other guy would you say?
0: Um I've taken like five over the last year, and that's a lot. I'd say most other people are one to two if they're involved with that.
1: So we're talking maybe a ratio of once for every two months. Yeah. Okay. So we can already see that's a huge difference in numbers, right? And, while, you know, let's stand back and go, okay, you're a 15-year-old, 16-year-old kid. You don't really know anything about combat arts yet. I mean, let's be objective here, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. But, okay, let's put that aside, though. Do they not have like equipment use repetitions in there that they've developed their own intelligence about their kit? And again, the internet's a great resource and they can follow along with their favorite tier unit and find out exactly how they put their shit together, right? But the important part is they've got those repetitions, dude. Literally every weekend they're out there finding out what sucks, (laughs) okay? Like literally. And that's versus a guy who is, I'm much more manly. This thing goes boom, right? But (laughs) he only only finds has data like at a, at a rate of like one fifth yep. of 15 or 16 year old kids so then again isn't that dumb <laughs> I mean that's well, that's, that's what, what I have trouble with I'm like you do out, you know, with the broad spectrum yeah like I mean it's it's one of those things where you know it really doesn't matter what the end application is it's how you get there right so we all know that firearm skill and you know maybe your acute awareness of your, of your kit and how you like it and your preferences mm-hmm. and all that that comes with with time in those activities, and that's your only way. There's there's not a person on the planet who's be like, I want to buy that, 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 never used any of it. It's going to be perfect for me. Oh, look, I bought it where it's perfect. It would ne- nothing ever happens that way. No. Anybody no, who's born any form of kit before knows that they've wasted a ton of money on kit that they now hate, and they have very ill memories of kit that they went. That was a piece of garbage, and I found that out the hard way, right? like. We've all been there, but you can only be there by going through it. So it's—you're absolutely correct, dude. It's—you know—that's not to put down any any shooters either, right? Just like it's not me. no, no.
0: It's just—it's different. It's—it's it's a lot cheaper to go play at BB Wars than it is to go yep. to classes once a month.
1: Yep, that's exactly it. So it's—it's getting and, non- and for non- the
0: most negative. part it's taboo if you just show up to a static shooting range in full battle
1: rattle. Well, you know, I—I I, that's it's the same up here too. Like unless we're. On the range, specifically as a, like a training group, specifically to be in kit. Again, we're civilians, so it's not like again. I don't. I'm not a believer. Like, oh, I want to feel friggin' cool and step onto a civilian range looking like I'm like about to like. Work out of a black through you, yeah, like I'm. I'm not seesaw, so I'm not trying to make people think I am. Right, like, yeah. whatever. So you know, unless it's like a private thing, I'm the same way, dude. I you know, I believe in. Chill out, dude. I get it. You're really switched on, but you can wear a polo sometimes too. You know that, right? (laughs) That sort of thing, right?
0: And there's something else that I like about uh, Two's classes is that it's a little bit of a self-promotion, but I like that it works is that he has kit to rent and he usually has four or five different of his own, uh, PCs there in various setups for people to try through the class, because I've seen people show up and like, just like an old belt rig, a condor belt rig with sagging pouches and say, this sucks. I don't like it. And then let them try on various rigs so that they can see what works and what doesn't as like an impromptu workshop on the range, which I think more people should do, because if you focus, if you pour $10,000 into your rifle, and you just have uh, magazines in your pocket. I think that you should... I think that they should complement each other to an extent. If you have a gun and pretend to use it or train to use it, then you should have something yeah, I to support I also, that.
1: Yeah, I also agree, man. Like, you know, even if, even if you're not fully... Like you said, even if you're fully serious, right? Like, you're not... You know, let's paint a picture here. Maybe you're not that person that's like... The government's coming. Right, that or like, there's definitely some sort of guy coming through my door tonight and I gotta blast his face off. Like, you know, all that shit's valid. Like, what, however you perceive your involvement in the industry is completely valid, as long as that validity doesn't extend to, like, oh, my whole involvement in the firearms industry is, is robbing banks and shooting women in the, in the, in the stomach. <laughs> that's, that's bullshit. That's where you really cross the line. But, you know, not everybody needs to be gung ho. You know what I mean? But, but, you know, you don't need to be a race car driver to need a certain level of tires on your car, right? I mean, yeah. to, to, to be safe or whatever, right? So I think that's equal, equal in the firearms thing. There's some basic things that if you own a gun, these things go with it because this is the basic package. And you need to, you know, for ease and safety, that's another thing, for safety, right? You should yeah. have things that, like, retain magazines properly <laughs> <laughs> keep your firearm safe when it's not in use. <laughs> Crap like that. Right. But there's a lot of people that don't even follow those tenets, Right. Like again, we all yeah. have probably heard of somebody that just throws the gun in the safe or whatever. Right. Like, please, well, they're... I'm done. Yeah. Like, you know, they leave it out for their baby to lick or something like that. Right. Like weird. <laughs> I'll never understand those people, but they're out there. You're afraid. No, they're out
0: there. They're out there. I-, I never understand anyone that I see at Walmart. Yeah. So. looked in the mirror and you thought,
1: yeah, I'm good. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, to your point about the equipment thing, that's, again, it's, you know, it's a part of the joke, the airsoft joke, that, you know, there's all these 15 or 16-year-old kids that know exactly what, like, DevGrew wears. You know what I mean? Like, ha, 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 firearms community, ha, 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 that's hilarious. But, dude, they know the shit. You know, it's weird. Like, again, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's laughable but compared to the reality of there's some there's a big a, a large number of firearms owners that aren't even half as knowledgeable at the basics like they just don't care you know what I mean so it's like again, it's a huge joke but we're missing some of the point here right we're, we're the joke is letting us completely miss or overlook the good points in there you know what i mean yeah. so and yeah, I say that both as a firearms, you know, operator and a and an airsoft enjoyer. You know what I mean? Like I'm, weird, oh, yeah. like yourself. I mean, we're weirdos that bridge the gap, right? We're not like little to find our social place, and you know, airsoft is our our means of doing that because football teams are just scary as shit or whatever. right? Like I don't know. <laughs> um, and we're not that those firearms guys that are like I'm not a stupid gay airsoft. You know, like we're we're you know. We find ourselves in a community oh, of people on. that sort of both. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, I mean th- all of our friends, we find ourselves in a very lucky community. A community to have.
0: that's growing, I think, yeah. that in between.
1: Yeah, with vets who know what's up, law enforcement. I mean, all types of people that are good at bridging this gap that shouldn't exist but totally, completely does, right? For obvious reasons, but it shouldn't. Yeah. It shouldn't anymore.
0: Something else that I think is funny, just, again, a personal observation between the two cultures, because while they're both the same and they overlap a lot, there are differences between the, the gun culture and just the, the BB Wars culture. And one is the emphasis on gun and the emphasis on gear, since we are just talking about it. Like the gun culture, everything, the entire emphasis is on the gun. And I kind of mentioned that at classes. You'll see guys with $3,000 guns that are pimping as hell. And just a, a condor belt rig and that works for them, or guys at airsoft games that'll have all cry everything and like a two hundred dollar Phoebe gun. It's just it's it's different. The it, I think it's interesting watching the contrast between the two emphases.
1: Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. In the fact, that those those are there, and it's this weird like it's this weird flip flip of what you'd think it would be, right? But- Again, so we've already sort of, I think, from how I thought of it anyways, we've, we've touched on some of the reason, right? Mm-hmm. And that is, okay, so I'm, I'm going to take the, 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 you know, the switched on guys, the guys that know what they're doing, they're not the weirdos or just who are yeah. the guys that you will understand that I'm about to talk about in a second. But we're really switched on dudes that do airsoft so much, right, that by comparison to the guy who does a class every two months exposes his equipment to, to much more wear by comparison to a point where they've maybe decided, I need to buy cry pants because they actually last longer than some off-brand crap version or whatever. Or instead of a, a condor rig, they buy uh, uh, a Mayflower one or whatever, right? Because, again, they've put it through hell in even a simulated combat environment, just a highly dynamic and damaging to clothing, whether it's war or not. Uh, situation. So they they've developed. Okay, I have a somewhat need and maybe a preference for this items, right? But there's also in airsoft this huge demographic of kids that have equated uh, really expensive kit to like really cool, like really like high values of cool guy points for some reason. And I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, collecting this stuff is sort of neat, right? I mean, you can develop it into a hobby on its, its
0: own. It's very fun to play with
1: expensive kit. Completely right. But here's the reason why the gun isn't emphasized though. I mean you again, based on the technology, it's not a firearm. At some point in time, okay, the, the amount of money you will spend with the amount of performance you get out of that weapon, okay, starts up really high and it gets really low. Uh, like the amount of change gets really low at the top end because it's a BB. It's a friggin' plastic BB getting pushed by, you know, for a lack of better words, compressed air in some form or fashion, whether out of a out of a tank or behind a spring and a piston, right? I mean it's yeah. it is what it is. It's a frigging spitball gun, right? With <laughs> plastic BBs. Literally, that's what I mean. We invented that a long time ago with spitball guns, right? I mean, there's only so much performance you can get. So at a point, the gun doesn't matter anymore. I mean, yeah, it looks cool. They all replicate stuff. I mean, dude, they, they're cool looking. I mean, they're cool looking. It's hey, look it's an LBOA. They're cool looking. For sport, for sport. Like it's all cool stuff. For sport, right? It's it's cool stuff, but like. Again, to a to a to a performance degree, it doesn't matter at a certain point. Now, again, in the larger firearms community, I would probably civilian one, right? Because I'm not talking yeah. about mill no guys or L E guys, because No, I I have no market, experience with that. They they know kit, they know it's important, they use it every day, it's part of the job, blah 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 blah. But the bigger civilian market, again, they're only taking classes enough to justify a Condor belt because they haven't experienced a failure out of the thing yet, right? Mm-hmm. No. Probably five more years before they do. Um, yep. So that's not the importance. But in real firearms, because the ballistics is that much more exact, obviously, right? Because yep. a completely different ballistic system. Uh, very small changes can generate gigantic differences in performance. So I mean, at that point, you've got a guy spending four much more
0: them. precise tool than yeah,
1: that's what it means. The camshaft yeah. gearbox. Exactly right. I mean, you and I both know you can spend. You fifteen hundred dollars on an airsoft gun and you're still gonna have a variance in your accuracy by this, whether you friggin' like it or not. And that might be because yeah. somebody farted as your as your BB went by. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. So I mean, to a point you're like, Okay, it doesn't really matter anymore. In mean, firearms it very much matters. I mean you know, with some very finite exceptions, the more you spend on a firearm, the you will see performance, you know. Yes. To, to a, a much further degree of a of a plateau, I would say. You know I mean, like it's the plateau is much further away than it is in Arizona. So and that would be my view of it. I guess. It, but you're absolutely right. It's this weird kind of flip. It's funny that you got these kids running around with toy guns, and they're better kitted out than their local SWAT team, like literally. And and,
0: and that, that pisses a lot of people off on the internet. Oh, the butt hurt?
1: Like the are better equipped than our soldiers. Right, but then then do you get mad at the kid because kids have expendable money, or do you get mad at your local, like your local or federal or minute, like you know, statewide government for not funding uh, the military in the right places? Right, like you know, these guys are doing real dangerous jobs, and you give them like cardboard inserts by comparison to what some of these kids are using. <laughs> Here's
0: like, the leftover money, kids.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. Like, well, this kid doesn't need his Pride JPC anymore, so we're donating it to a local soldier. Right, I mean, it's it's. it's it's weird to think that, that that you can do that, but I mean, hey, it's it's you know free capitalism in America. These products exist, and kids more than ever these days have more than expendable money. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they're into collecting kit. man. like I, I wonder, I wonder what it would be like if if like say Cry stopped selling to civilians. You know what I mean? Like, what would their business look like?
0: Uh, it would continue, and those of us who do have Cry would sell it on eBay for an outrageous fee.
1: Well, yeah. Well, of course, the business—I don't mean the business would shut down because government contracts earn hell of money. <laughs> but I, it'd be, you know, it would just be funny to, to kind of see what the what would what would happen in the market if if airsoft kids stopped buying really expensive cool guys stuff, like what would happen to like the profit? It, it would
0: be a hit to the tactical nylon
1: market. Whether people oh,
0: like okay. to admit it or not, it's millions of dollars a year. Oh, and that's that's
1: of, the funny a thing. That goes- that statement of whether you want to admit it or not, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's funny. But to think about that, it's like, you know, like it was like skateboarding in the 80s. Like, kids it's, kids aren't skateboarding. They're buying tactical, tactical stuff now, right? Like, they've graduated from, like, Call of Duty to, like, sitting, I guess, still playing Call of Duty, just in some really expensive kit while swearing, like, you know, swearing across the internet or whatever. Yeah. So.
0: Except it's easier to quit out of Call of Duty when you get angry at people.
1: Yeah, but I hear it gets expensive Like when you're throwing like controllers like through like, flat-screen TVs and like, drop-kicking your sister out a window and stuff just because she's there. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> because she's there. This kid said a word I didn't like, drop-kick. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: My favorite is challenging people to one-on-ones and then just not showing up.
1: Like in real life? That's that's cool. Uh, yeah, in Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. Call of Duty, okay. I thought you were going like, Jack. Come fight me at this like pre like predetermined location and like waiting like all day. And it's like the day that's like raining. Derek strikes again.
0: I can I can see myself doing that.
1: <laughs> I could definitely see you doing that for some reason. Probably, uh, probably I, somebody done like,
0: that. I had I had the guy who tried to find my address and wanted to send a bomb to my
1: house. You I get, should have
0: just given him a time and location. And so you, I'll meet you there.
1: You get really interesting people that follow your account.
0: And I don't go after them, they find me. I just post pictures of patches, man. I just post pictures of patches. And people lose their damn mind.
1: Yeah, so you know, so I mean it's one of those things, man. Like I think you know, people get offended at things that are that that make them afraid. Honestly, I don't think I don't think offense is a valid thing. I think we're 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 masking you, we live in this whole Social no,
0: justice. Offense, offense is as individual as your flavor.
1: Totally. It's, it's completely subjective, right? Like, I mean, but I mean, you know, we live in a very social justice warriors kind of society, and I don't think that's because we're trying to be idealistic to change for positive. I think we've now allowed people in society to let their fear of a different idea uh, turn into this idea of offense and therefore we can't say it. So the, you know, once it's something I've sort of seen in life too is that people react to things that they know personally involve them. You know, you you'll say something, Derek, to me, for example. Yeah. You have no idea affects me, but it's offensive to me because I know it affects me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, make 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 great again. You know what I mean? Like, so you know, people people are gonna get offended by that because I think these are people that are afraid that they deserve to get a little scalped. You know what I mean? Like, maybe maybe that's. Just sort of what's going on there. So it's like, you know, you don't have to do anything. You're just, you know, you're striking a chord and some motherfuckers maybe think they need to be scalped. Yes. So, yeah. like, it's, you know, just do your, do your thing. Will you be you? You be you. You and be like, you. And like, and like,
0: need, that needs to be mandatory for the whole internet. Just just you be oh,
1: you. dude, okay. Anybody watching, this is a definitive rule for life going forward if you haven't figured this out already. This is free advice. I charge $1,000 an hour usually for saying this, okay? Okay, the the rule for life, and it very much so, very much applies to the internet. It actually should apply like a thousand times more to the internet, even over real life, and that is D-Bad, and just don't be a dick, and that's all you need to not do. dick. It's just if you're just not a dick. so simple. It's incredible how simple of an idea can transcend pretty much everything you may or may not experience on this floating rock of weirdness. And as long as you're not a dick, you just may make it through okay. Next just
0: time me. you're you're writing a hateful comment of one of Robo's videos telling you, You just to need kill him. or D bad. Stop
1: just D bad Am I man. being yeah. yeah. Am I am I living the D bad life right now? Am I am I am I being that right now? I'm not. Okay, so I'm gonna erase what I was post and I'm gonna go hang myself. <laughs>
0: uh, That's mean, like but
1: that. sometimes you gotta say what you gotta say.
0: D bad I like that. It's just it's simple yeah sometimes uh oh hashtag robo philosophies i yeah, need no, to no, get no, it I, in there i, I literally <laughs> just
1: went over to the, to the chat to see that happen
0: <laughs> uh, do you guys have any questions and since we got all the boring serious stuff out of the way we still have uh, a good 15 minutes I need to, since Lucas isn't here, I'm just going to fiddle with the gun the whole time for him, Since so. that's his that's his favorite podcast activity. Oh, is that what he
1: does? Like, he, like so he comes on your show and he just, like, fingers his guns all the
0: uh, You need to listen to the first episode. He, we actually had a desk pop, like, during the podcast. He had his back door open and he pulled a gun out and was shooting out his door.
1: All right, because, yeah, he lives in a place where you just, like, shoot out your windows and shit, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you would definitely go to a lot of jail if that happened here. <laughs>
0: Well in most places in the US you'd go to a lot of jail for that. Yeah. Where where is he again?
1: I mean you maybe you don't think, want to say that on the internet. I don't know.
0: I think Tennessee. Okay. Uh, somewhere south right? and hot and sweaty.
1: For some reason I thought he was in Florida. Was he in Florida at some point in time? Do I just no, pray I I assume he came from Florida because he shot lots of nuts or something like that. I'm sorry, I'm not I, I swear know. I'm not an ignorant Canadian. I swear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, this is the third time I've asked someone to take my, uh, someone's asked for me to take my top off. Not this time. I think that it goes against YouTube's policies I'll of a different live stream on Pornhub where, where things will get much better.
1: Yeah, I well, especially YouTube's tracking down, man. YouTube's on on a war app it weirdness is. right
0: now. Have you been following the craziness that if you are uh, offensive or offensive language, you can lose your monetization. Oh yeah, yeah, totally.
1: So I haven't I haven't gotten any of these I haven't gotten a demonetization uh, yet. So there's the problem yeah, is but a there's, lot of there's, the there's, big pages are. Yeah, there's two different levels here, right? So the the end all be all is you get this notice that literally says this video is no longer demon no longer monetized, right? So uh, that's where that video definitely makes zero money anymore. Now, the other thing that's already happening, whether you like it or not, is that based on your content, you might not be like your video might not be getting promoted whatsoever. So, like for example, uh, if you go to the bottom of your like YouTube channel, right? There's like a little setting that's like like safe mode or something like that. That essentially like you can turn that on, and it'll show you like what an under 18 year old person sees, mm-hmm. right? On youtube uh, and if you turn that on like for example jet jet has like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos right someone under 18 there was four <laughs> right so he was still making money on them but not in a key demographic of his target of, of his audience yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so, and it's worse for these comp like the dude these channels have like six million subscribers on it. like we're talking major ad drivers for, for YouTube now and I get where, where the decision came from. Don't get me wrong, I'm not retarded. This is business and it's not personal, right? Um is, you know, dude, like PewDiePie I hate even having to say this, but, I mean PewDiePie is even getting quite like, is kicked in on this one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and he's even sitting there going, I what the hell? Like I've spent my entire life, essentially, using your platform and creating for it, and you want to tell me that You can't advertise on my channel. You know what I mean? Like I
0: heard, yeah, it's crazy. I heard the complaints came from the advertisers themselves. That's what—that is what it's the ads. Yeah, that's
1: why I said it's—it's business. It's not a YouTube thing. It's that. Let's be honest. If you want to, if you want to make, you know, if you want to get every extracted piece of value, amount of value out of your advertising budget, right? And your advertising budget is paying the Google machine this AdWords amount of money for pay-per-click and all that fun stuff, right? If, If you're selling, I don't know, new forms of juice, like instant juice or something, you might not want to be on someone's, like, you might not want to advertise that product on a channel that's, like, you know, deeply sociologically analytical or, like, you know, critical of society and swears all the time. And that's totally valid. That is 100% valid. That is the society we live on. And to complain about that is sort of just to be like to forget that the rest of the world totally runs like that anyways. Like just because it affects you and you don't like that doesn't mean it's not valid. But it still sucks. Let's be honest. Like people have designed their lives around this YouTube thing now. uh, And for a big portion of them, that's getting – the rug's been swept out from underneath them. And I mean, again, these huge channels, they're getting a huge chunk of their money taken away, but let's also be honest, they're still making just fistfuls of fucking money. They are, yeah. sorry. If, yeah. if you don't have not figured that out yet, guess what? There's some YouTube people <laughs> that are making fucking millions of dollars. They're just like, no, 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 all the money. So they're not getting hurt, but it's like the mid-range guys, right? If I cared, if I built... My financial, you know, freedom on on YouTube, Derek. I'd be shitting my pants right now too. I just frankly don't care about the, the money I get because it's what a hundred bucks like every three months. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I spend that like in just thinking about a purchase for airsoft or real estate. Like, <laughs> I don't even have to buy anything. It's just, just a hundred dollars. You know, like that's yeah, yeah. So it's dude, it's it's weird. I, I mean, I think the biggest complaint by most people that I've heard, uh which is always the weirdest thing. I know this has nothing to do with firearms, but you know, Google's own sort of self imagery or any movies, you know, they've been in, involved in very pop culture things. You know, there's that Vince Vaughn movie about working at Google and the internship and some of that. So it's very pop, like hip pop culture. like they're making a car that drives itself and all that sort of shit, right? Like they're cool, but they're very much like draconian in their business ethic though. Like they don't, the biggest complaint is every time they make these big sweeping changes to how YouTube works, they don't tell any of the major people, like any of the major creators. They, they're never told, oh, guess what? We just fucked you a little bit. Like, open your mouth a little bit. Oh, penis in there. Like, you know, like, <laughs> no, the, no one's ever told, right? So,
0: yeah. Which is so, so, so backwards from any other normal media outlet like television or radio. Yeah. It's be, because YouTube, the content creators are so independent, they're completely out of the loop of what's what's happening.
1: Yeah, completely. And and you'd think just like you said, it's 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 not what you'd expect, right? Like I mean, it's it happens a lot in the world. But usually when there's like a disconnect between consumer and corporation, right? Like yeah, you buy their products and shit and they just, you know, stop making the one you like without telling you. Tough noodles, yeah. that's that's their choice. But YouTube is very much the entire website is built upon people creating content. So I mean, it's like it just doesn't make sense that there's no lines of communication there. It's really strange. And it's it's why I think, no, it's not even why I think, it's why I know. Like, you know, like the site full 360 or 430 or whatever it is, right? Like, that's why a ton of firearms people have have, have jumped over to say other streaming media is like full 30 or whatever 30. because they get a hundred percent of their ad revenue. Even. You know what I mean? It's not this like you get a tiny bit. And then the worst thing about even worse on YouTube is that, even before this big catastrophe, oh, oh by the way, spoiler alert, YouTube's been like biased against firearms and all things airsoft because again it's not child friendly for the longest of times. It's not new for yeah, us.
0: It's not a new thing.
1: No. So I mean it's it's you know, it's been screwing those industries for a long time. It's now it's just official. Now if you say the F word and and, and you're like you can be a Sunday preacher that your thing is saying the F word while you're preaching, you're now no longer welcome on YouTube. Yep. You're no longer welcome on YouTube. That's what it says, right? I mean, I mean, if you want to be compensated for the time you put into things, obviously, then you're not yep. welcome. But if you're willing to, to create content for their platform for free, and you're really a stickler for being you because the trademark fucking motto of YouTube is broadcast yourself, uh, right? Then then, then you're welcome, if you're, as long as we don't need to pay your ass to do that. But we want you to create content because that makes us money but only if we agree with it. <laughs> um, only this kind of Only if... Well, well, and who decides what swear words are vulgar and offensive?
0: Well, yeah, it's... It, I, I read through the new guidelines
1: that it's extremely vague. I mean, it's yeah. only like three three or four lines. Yeah, like it literally says... So in, in that one, it's like, you know, they, they're not going to monetize content that is, you know, abrasive nature. And again, is vulgar or... Anything... Foul anything language.
0: Controversial. Yeah, like
1: yeah. foul language. Like... I've met people that, that believe the word bam is a, a swear word, okay? I also know people that use the word fuck, like me, as a conjunctive word. As an adjective. But yeah. Like I a mean, verb. Dude, it, it, it occupies every single like, defined piece of human language for me. It just depends on the context I'm saying. Right? Like, to me, that's not foul language just a word. Right? Like, so like who, who then defines that? Like who up in Google is like their job is like, Oh, here's Steve. He's a summer intern. He gets to decide what he's afraid to hear. <laughs> Steve is in control of your entire future. Good luck, right. Steve. So, I mean, I guess, I guess in the end it really probably goes back to, Hey, we've asked all of our advertisers, right? All the people who paid it, pay us here at Google to advertise. And on average, they don't like these sort of things. So those are what we're going to make, right? Like, Still weird. It's still a weird form of censorship. I, I truly believe. It makes total sense. It's totally fair. It's just totally weird. You know.
0: It is weird. It'll it'll be interesting to see where the internet goes in the next few months if they if they continue to
1: pursue it. What? It's like everybody's saying, man. Every like Pornhub will become a new platform for everything that's also not porn. You know, like <laughs> that's not porn. If if it offends somebody, it's on Pornhub. Even if it's like a, a social like a social. Really? exploration like to watch your
0: comedy stuff. central roasts on
1: porn yeah it'll be like all of like TEDx like and it's like TED <laughs> TED talks are like all on Pornhub and shit because, like, it's too edgy it's too edgy for you too <laughs> <laughs>
0: too edgy uh Joey asks what's your opinion on Arteric's leaf pants
1: oh dude um so it's probably to both of us right yeah yeah uh do you want to go first? You can go first there. You're the, you're the host.
0: I've never owned them, but I've never met anyone who owned lots of Arterics that didn't like it. From from what I've heard, it's you
1: get what you pay for. Yeah, I'd agree with that, man. So I'm in the same boat. I don't – actually, the only Arteryx thing I have is this hat. Um, no, I just, like just
0: one of those guys. Like, you just have a Ferrari watch on, but no Ferrari. <laughs> yeah.
1: Dude, no. No, that's – you can see that shit a mile away. I got the racing gloves, bro. <laughs> just the racing gloves. I wear them around. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I drive. You know, I drive, I drive. I drive a vehicle. Oh, I see you noticed my Ferrari logo on my on my my gloves. I drive. <laughs> I got a Honda um, Civic. It's pretty rad. Yeah. No, I, I, I've never I've never personally owned them. Um, you know, I just I went down different pathways. Uh, from what I've heard, it's fantastic stuff. I mean, I, I have friends that are literally fanatical about them, that collect stuff. So they have nothing but good things to say uh, about. Arcterics Leaf stuff. The only thing about Arcterics Leaf stuff is that it's like an expensive hobby on its own. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you like guns? You spend thousands of dollars in guns? Here, join me. We can go spend thousands of dollars on Arcterics as well. <laughs> and you can it's buy- It's a great your- conversational piece. Hi, I'm yeah. Ted. Yeah. I'm Honey, I spent $700 on Arcterics today. I bought some socks and a shirt. <laughs> you
0: know, like, the kids can have ramen for a month. Yeah. I'll be wearing my pants.
1: Yeah. So, but I mean, it is. and. You know, this is a great sort of statement that kind of goes across the tactical community, and I don't, I don't think I really understood this about some products there. Actually, it was tactical stuff that sort of taught me this, and that is, in the world, there are some categories of items that you get what you pay for. There's also categories of items you you throw fucking hundreds of dollars at, and they're literally like cheap bullshit. But, yeah. But because they're like societally like injected into what we do on a day-to-day basis, we keep throwing this money at it. But Neither here nor there in the tactical world tactical nylon or, or you know purpose built clothing or purpose built equipment dude some of this stuff will last longer than like the most expensive pair of designer jeans for yeah. literally half, like you you can buy a $1000 pair of designer jeans that will literally fall apart the moment you try to bend over okay because it's been designed for looks and not and not like function and you can buy yeah sure it's a $500 pair of like tactical pants that shit will survive a nuclear explosion, okay? Like, it's they'll find your skeleton with those pants on, right? Or some of these crazy companies, and I love them. They offer like a lifetime warranty for that stuff at that level of pricing, right? And that, in any other respect, is completely unheard of. Who would, you know? Oh, I bought Nike shoes, and I've got a lifetime warranty because I use them; they fall apart, and I don't have to buy them again. Like, but there's companies out there in the tactical world that go, "Yeah, our, our equipment's awesome. Yeah, you pay a lot of money, but we got you. Yep, we fucking got." You. You know, it's, and I never learned that until, until, you know, the tactical world. And Arcterics Leaf, totally up there. I mean, you know, Arcterics cut teeth in the Canadian Rockies. I mean, there's, it's one of the harshest places. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would compare it to, like, the Montana mountains. Know I mean? Like, if you want to go fuck up some gear, you take it to Montana, or you take it to the Rocky Mountains. Okay, so you take that knowledge and the amount of work they've done in the tactical community, and you mix those two things into the Leaf line, and you literally have, like, light speed clothing. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've never I've never gone down the road of wanting to pick up this other crazy fanatical, really expensive hobby like collecting like, mean, the art Derek Fleet stuff yet. Because I already collect thousands of dollars in other crazy hobbies. Uh, but I hear it's all awesome
0: I got stuff. too many expensive hobbies. Yeah Speaking like, of which uh, huh? someone asked about night vision. What do you use and what do you prefer? Uh, from Zero. Oh. Zero Oh, from Zero eh? Okay. So I'm probably,
1: I'm probably just gonna have to go get this shit. So I'll be back in a second. Hey Zero, check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So while he's off getting his much nicer nods, I'm just now getting into the expensive night vision category game, another expensive hobby. And I just got some um, Gen 3 autogated PBS 14s on my Opscore helmet. So I just got these about a month ago, and I was hoping to use them at Operation Copperhead in Place, New Mexico. What? Uh, Rob and I were talking about it a minute ago, but as Saturday night, right before the night game started, I went to go get them, and then I was walking back to the field uh, with the night vision, really excited to use them for the first time, and I came very close to stepping on a rattlesnake. So I decided, screw that, I'm going to go drink beer at the house, and I I didn't use them. So I have them, and I've yet to use them outside of my backyard.
1: When uh, when you almost step on a rattlesnake, literally in the middle of fucking nowhere, shit gets pretty real, dude. Like you start to evaluate, like, "Hey, it's this is Bobby. Do I want to die today?" Like,
0: <laughs> I
1: got to do it for the YouTube video. Well, and the crazy thing was, Derek is like, everybody because it, you know, for anybody, you all weren't there, so we'll just tell the story. <laughs> So it just so happened that the night before all this was going down, there was a crazy thunderstorm. Like, you know, it's obviously it's the desert. It doesn't do that often. So we were there during this crazy rainstorm. And, uh, you know, if you don't know this, a desert snake kind of doesn't like water. So they were all hiding and didn't go hunt. So the next night, the night that Derek's got his night vision and all that fun, so hey, nice amber lens there. Um, oh, I
0: was just asking about it.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so the snakes were out in force, like they were like they're like kicking ass and taking names in the mouse world or something like that, right? So mm-hmm. everybody, literally everybody, was seeing rattlesnakes, man. There's one out back, like the like our friend's house, even. that They almost stepped on. It was crazy, man. Hey Derek, what mount do you like? What uh, what shroud and mount do you use? Uh, it's the opscore bump,
0: so it's just the built-in plastic molded one. It yeah, works. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's a little wobble in it. Yep. I have the Narodos AK-2, which is just like the Tadam, but it locks in the middle, which is kind of nice. And the
1: Wilcox. Yeah. Okay. The Wilcox is the way to go, dude. Which I like.
0: I, I want to yeah. get the, the, the Wilcox like L four mount, but yeah. it's, I just bought this. I need to wait a while. And the AK-2, fine.
1: That's that's okay. So if you're a civ- and again, if you don't know this stuff, as a civilian living the Nods life as a civilian is very much. I just spent a fucking fortune on this one little thing, and I need some time off before I can buy the next fucking fortune worth the the little fortune. tiny. History. Like, literally, like you can spend piles of money and just accumulate stuff that fits in your arms like this when you're in the knot's life It's ridiculous. Okay, like yeah, you got
0: the night vision. Now you need a laser done. to go with the night vision. Now I need more night vision.
1: Oh, and, and then that's the thing. So. Enough. And let's be real honest here, okay? Just for anybody policing the internet tonight, okay? There is no real practical reason for me to need night fishing, okay? No. There's no real
0: practical reason for me to have a car that has more than 200 horsepower.
1: Of course, and that's that's what I'm getting at. Is that it doesn't matter. You know, we all walk different forms of life. Some people like buying, you know, egregious amounts of porn. I'm not going to tell you you can't do that, okay? Again, you you do you boo, right? Like whatever. Like if you like to spend money on fast cars, buy that. I like to spend money on. Stupid firearms and, and cool, cool tactical yep. shit and studying it and night vision, night vision, right? So, um, yeah, oh, you know, I'm, what I'm currently rocking is I just got these in, uh, and these are just like you know, they're, Canada has a different market up here. Like really cool night vision shit for all, for any Americans that don't know this. It's really hard to get up here in Canada. We just don't have the same laws. We, you know, we don't have the same manufacturers and all that fun stuff. We still get American stuff. It has to find its way up here legally, and that's why it's so rare, right? Like it's literally – it's a dime a dozen stuff.
0: I tar is a hell of a thing to deal with.
1: I tar is a hell of a drug, right? Like I mean it's it's literally that. I mean you know, it's just difficult. You guys can literally go on a website and order that shit, and like on the bottom of every single one of those websites is, ah, fuck you, anybody, not the United States. That's literally what it says. (laughs) So what I'm rocking right now is uh, I did just pick these up. There, you know that I was, I was rocking uh, a pair of 14, like a, a set of 14s before, right in the model, just like you. Um, I had Omni 7 uh, tubes in there um, before. Uh, the tubes I now uh, now have are special contract. We want to know the actual stats on them. They're just awesome. Um, it's all I care about. Uh, uh, but I'm, I'm rocking Sentinels now, so I've got uh, a pair of Sentinels. I'm using uh, so a Wilcox hybrid mount uh, or shroud. And then uh, an L four G twenty four mount, and then I've got the the built in Wilcoxic well, retention nice. uh, as well. So this is the new baby. I just I, I bought 14s, uh, or a fourteen PBS fourteen monocle last year. It was my first venture into uh, night vision, and uh, my stupid training group because they're they're all teched out. We all buy Peer those, pressure. right? Pressure pressure oh, is real. It's the, the struggle is real because, like, literally, it took me eight months to give in. You know what I mean? Like, literally, like, it was like a day after I got my 14. They're like, oh, you like your 14? I'm like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Like, they're like, fine, nose. <laughs> like, they're assholes.
0: Expect, like that, right? Let me hear something better.
1: Yeah, they're totally assholes like that. So, you know, I gave in. And it's, it's again, it's one of those things. I always, it was always a goal. I got these for a really good deal by comparison to what they'd usually be in Canada. Like, if I told you how much these were, an American would be like, oh, my God. You got to factor in that Canada's money's worth bottle caps right now, and the rarity, the hard, like the the scarcity of the item, uh, dr- really drives up the price. So it's, you know,
0: can can you get them from a retailer in Canada, or is it all just secondhand?
1: Uh, you can get them from retailers. So here's here's how it, it breaks down. Any ITAR stuff has to be legally acquired through a tactical retailer, and it's usually after it's been uh, in use by law enforcement or military so it becomes a surplus, sort of a surplus item if it's below a certain quality. It has to be below a certain quality. Okay? Uh, if it's above a certain quality then it becomes controlled again because it's only here in Canada uh, because it was given to us by your State Department. Okay? Um, we also have non-ITAR night vision up here. We have a company. like You know how everybody's like, oh act in Black, act in Black, everybody's talking about black. Uh, in Europe, we make, now they're making non-ITAR night vision right now, like the Linux system and all that sort of crap. Well, we've had a company up here, too. It's just, they're super fucking expensive. <laughs> it's, it's the, you, know, you can get their version of PBS14s, 15s, 31s up here, right? But the problem is you pay that much more for them because they're not ITAR, and the quality isn't as good as what you would equivalently get in ITT or l 3 And currently, I'm currently... At the experience level and knowledge level, I mean, I'm not, I've got a guy in my training group that's just, he's a fucking wizard on this stuff. I don't know anybody less, like more knowledgeable than this guy. Uh, And the network he's got in this, in the technology field is just mind blowing. Okay, the stuff we've been able to play with because of this guy is just crazy. Is it
0: some of the because operator guys?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. So if you, okay, so if you see the cool shit that he posts up there, Realize he's taking photos of stuff in in person. Like, that's stuff he puts on his face and head and stuff. So, like, the, a picture of his helmet has been, it was used in, like, there's some, like, tactical poster out right now. Yeah, it now. went
0: viral. Yeah.
1: And, and it's, like, they put, like, his helmet on, like, George Washington's head on the picture of George Washington standing up on the front of the boat and shit. And he's like, yeah, that's my helmet. And I'm like, what, dude? <laughs> like, so anyways, either here or there. Like, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's it's super expensive to go the other route. It's, I mean, you know, it's a, it's of my i guess my experience level that uh, it's it's just not worth it i mean again it's you know itt and, and l3 is what you want i mean yes there's ways to get around it but the best quality out there is even as a canadian i'll admit it is american made warfighting shit i mean period right like you guys have driven this market over the last 20 years to just crazy heights and that includes night vision and other detection, based, like optical detection technologies. Man. Like you guys are nuts. So I have a question. Okay.
0: Um, what is the difference, or do you know of any real performance distance, befo- difference before between the Wilcox mount or, like, the uh, Anvis aviation ball mounts?
1: Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. So, uh, same guy. Actually, two of our training guys actually had switched to ball-detent mounts. Okay. So and the reason why they've done that is because they really liked the the auto on and off and battery pack feature of that mount, right? So they're both running Sentinels as well. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and so when you buy Sentinels, it comes with both dovetail and that ball mount, right? So yeah. they switched over because they were using the battery packs, and frankly, that's the only reason I would use it because it is cool. You can flip it up, the auto turn off because it breaks the circuit and whatever, and all that fun stuff. But uh, from what I know. Uh, over time, it develops a little bit more wobble than a standard. I seen that. that. I've seen it. Yeah, forward. and that's and that's they switch back and forth from them. you know, they kind of go through phases. My guys, anyways, uh, of which one they prefer. Uh, but they definitely noted that that you know, with the cool guy factor, this click-in sort of this idea, right? Um, it's not as stable. It's not as stable as a standard aluminum locking feature on a regular flip-down locking mount. Right, as far well, that as
0: technology know. was designed for helicopter pilots. It That's was it. Not a lot of
1: bouncing design, up and down, right? walking over rocks or running and things like that, right? Yeah. Like, It is. It's an aviation-based uh, mounting solution. Does it have ground-based applications? Yeah. But I would say only if you're a tier unit that gets to write those things off all the time because, dude, they're expensive. <laughs> like, as a <laughs> civilian and you don't want the wobble eventually, you're paying for it. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the mounting arm alone, the, uh, the Wilcox mounting arm, that has the built-in battery pack that Lucas was showing off earlier because he's so cool.
1: Dude, he's uh, got like $1,200. Yeah, dude, it's insane. Like, um, you know, it's it's crazy. And it, it was my inexperience with any other product line until I got on the tactical market. It's like the smallest things, okay? And, and that's why I joke about nods. Like, the smallest things on this helmet are, like, just so crazy expensive. Compared to what you think, you want a blinky doing. light? Oh, that'll be one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, here, here's this here's this blinky light. Sometimes you can't even see it being blinky, and it's one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> like, uh, you know, the, the L4 G24 mount, man. Like, dude, that's like a seven hundred dollar US thing, like right out of the box. And, dude, what does it do? What? But that seven hundred dollars makes sure that this, like, thousands of dollars doesn't fall off your face and smash on the sidewalk or that or a rock or off a mountain. So it's, it's it's weird to think that these small it's, items. Are...
0: It's a it's a hell of a it's a hell of a hobby. Dude, it's,
1: it's dumb. Like I have the most expensive hobby. To
0: have. Well, and it's hard ex- explaining it to people that don't that don't use it. it they understand yeah. more if you use it because I've shown people even before you to just look through this. But if you just tell people, yeah, uh, this um, this uh, bicycle helmet is worth more than my car.
1: Yeah. Um, or it's like, you know, like, so this is, you know, this is a 3A helmet. You're like, well, when are you getting shot at with 9 mil rounds you got to, like, literally deflect them with your forehead? I'm like, well, I don't, but it sure makes this fucking stable to wear. And when I'm out of range, it does offer that protection. I mean, if some dumbass, you know, lets loose at a really terrible angle and I get, you know, the hand of God fucking ricochet and, you know, wants to strike me in the face that day, well, this... This helps out there. It's not practical to any other use, but who fucking cares? Go buy your stuff, and I'll buy my stuff. My money,
0: I'll spend that's it on how I want.
1: That's it. Well, and that's that's it. You're right though. People don't understand, but I also don't understand that. Let people like hemorrhage money on the stupidest of stuff. I just I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I spend it on bigger bigger ticket items, but fewer of them, rather than like oh I like yes I like chocolate bars every day or like. I need a new purse $5 coffee every morning right all that sort of stuff right so it's against eat your own eat your shit ha 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 I can see in the dark you can whatever I want right
0: <laughs> when the zombies come we'll see whose copies are better
1: yeah I'll be able to watch you getting eaten alive by zombies in the dark thank you
0: <laughs> uh, oh man I had a blast tonight but I think that is a good place to wrap it up for now sounds good man